Otherwise on SAFM. It is Wednesday's edition of Otherwise and Zanzi, and welcome to it. You're listening to South Africa, uh, SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shadow Twala. Hazel Makuzeni is my producer, and Lonor Bufani is our technical producer for today. Our contact details are 0892102010, email otherwise at safm.co.za, tweets at otherwise safm or at Shadow Twala. Madeleine Wager is the CEO of Bright, Brightest Young Minds, and she'll join us to explain how they're preparing our country's passionate young people with the skills and networks to create positive change in the economy and in society. Then we get some advice from the CEO of MediaWorks, Jackie Carroll, on how the youth can create their own jobs. But before that, our lunch bite for today, and I've always asked that you send your lunch bites as well. Um, they can't always come from me. We need to inspire each other. Well, Sibusisa Gyorsi did just that. He's 22 years old and he's a young man from PE who's pursuing a career in writing. He said to me, please share this lunch bite on your show. And it says, don't search, hunt, and wait for happiness. Happiness is right where you are. You choose to be happy and choose to be despondent. Be felicity. Be happy. Sick of always missing your favorite SAFM shows? Well, now you don't have to. We have a free podcast service that allows you to access them directly from your cell phone, PC, or tablet, whenever and wherever you're ready to listen. Go to safm.co.za and click on Podcast. This takes you to the SAFM page on iono.fm. Follow at iono.fm on Twitter or like it on Facebook for regular updates. You never have to miss your favorite shows. SAFM Podcasts, powered by iono.fm. Wendy Lohabe, Felicia Mabusa Subtle, Kathy Kathwada, Shakes Mashaba, Terry Petto, Chad McClough. Find out who's next in the spotlight. Weekdays at 3 on our Green Talk. Otherwise, on SAFM. Madeline Wager is CEO at Brightest Young Minds. Welcome, Madeline, and thank you for your time. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Shadow. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. You've been in the country for how long now? I've been in the country for over a year and a half now. Uh-huh. And finally have a work permit. Oh, well done. Well done. Because well, you do a good job. Just give us a bit of history about Brightest Young Minds. Because it, it actually used to be just a summit for a week uh, or, or so, right? Eh? It did. Brightest Young Minds was started about 15 years ago as a student organization. Uh, And there was a group who said, you know, the top CEOs and leadership in the country probably have a lot to teach us, but it's not very likely that they'll just sit down with me and have a coffee. Mm -hmm. But maybe if I get 100 young people together, they'll come and talk to us. So Mm -hmm. that's really how BYM started. And then uh, I think they realized, wow, we have 100 of the smartest people in the country in the same room. Let's do something. Um, So... BYM started putting challenges to the delegates who attended, and they were very socially focused, and now we're moving more into the social entrepreneurship space, so actually trying to get the solutions that the delegates come up with off of the ground into market. Now, how do you identify these 100 leaders, if, if you like, uh, because they, what, very young, they just finished high school? Um, no, actually our age range is from 20 to 32. Okay. Um, and a really great thing about identifying them is that they generally come to us. So after doing this for 15 years, we have quite a network. Uh, mm-hmm. And through a lot of referrals, people come to us. Also, university students are um, 
still quite a popular group to apply. And we also reach out to very deserving people that we think uh, should be applying as well. So what, what sort of, what sort of uh, programs do you take them through? So the, the main program is obviously the summit still. It's still the flagship event of BYM. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we select a 100 of these young people really based on their demonstration of grit and actually doing something and really caring, um, not just talking about it. Um, doing something. And they come and meet each other, and they interact with top leadership across the country still, like they did in the beginning. And then um, they go through some leadership training, mentorship training, and then obviously um, learn the kind of human-centered design skills that we think are really important to designing solutions to these social problems. Mm -hmm. Um, But beyond that, we also have um, additional leadership trainings that they can attend, and we're working on setting up a social incubation fund for them. So you say when they're doing something, doing something in their communities or doing something where? Doing something in their communities um, or for the country at large. So we have a very diverse group of young people, which we're really proud of. So we have anywhere from, I mean, last year we had a scientist who was trying to genetically modify microscopic worms to disinfect water, which we thought was really cool. Um, We had another guy who had designed a solar-powered tablet to try and get uh, better information access into rural areas. Mm. So really whatever space they're in, they're doing something, and they're not waiting for you know, kind of an approval of somebody or some qualification, but they're really taking issues into their own hands and doing something about it. So when they have designed whatever it is they're designing, some innovative uh, idea, um, what happens to that idea? Are they able then to follow it through and develop it so everybody can use it? Um, what, what happens to it? Yeah, so a lot of these young people are doing that um, by themselves on their own. That's why we select them to come to the Senate. Uh, But what we're working on now is setting up a really formal structure for them to enter um, after the summit. So if they want extra support with that idea or if there are some of them who want to take forward the idea that their team came up with at the summit. For instance, last year we had one of our groups design a type of um, ATM vending machine for medications that could be put into rural areas so that um, people living in those areas wouldn't have to travel so far mm-hmm. to to get to their medications. And we actually have um, our partner, Barclays uh, CIB Africa is really interested in, in investing in that and getting it off of the ground. And these are just South African children or, uh, I mean, young people, or do they come from the continent as well? And does it stretch throughout the continent? Yeah, so um, BYM started in South Africa, but we have opened up applications uh, to all Africans or somebody living in an African country. Mm-hmm. Last year we had still about 95% of our delegates were South African, um, but this year we're hoping to increase the Pan-African scope a little bit more. And then uh, once we have a really stable model here, we would like to expand into the continent. And who funds you? So um, that's actually something we're really proud of is that uh, right now we're actually not running on sponsorships, um, but we do have a partnership with Barclays Africa. So we actually provide uh, consulting services for them in turn for our salaries and operating costs. Um, And then in turn, we also provide a sort of um, consulting service to corporates who want to access our market um, hear from young people across the country about what they're thinking, um, and corporates can purchase those from us, and we use those funds to actually fund ourselves. 
Um, but the summit is is still funded, but um, those are often covered by recruiting costs that companies would face anyway. Mm. Can you can you highlight some some projects that we would know about that are, 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 are been produced by the brightest young minds? Um, yes, maybe um, women in engineering um, came out of a brightest young mind summit. Um, Sebani dry bath is quite a, a popular product, um, and I know. Uh, that the founder actually goes around and speaks quite a bit on innovation. It's a product um, that is like a dry soap, so you don't actually have to get wet while you're using it. Wow. Yeah, very cool. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. I need to find them and talk to them because I'd love to know more about how that works and where it's available. Yes, we'll have to connect you. I think they're they're still convincing uh, manufacturers that they need to be supplying it to the market, but I know they've had uh, some luck actually expanding into the States and the U.K. first, so they're they're proving their concepts there. Oh, no, that's, that sounds amazing. It is, it is beautiful. So how do we uh, support, I mean, if the people who are, um, are mentors or possible mentors out there listening and wanting to uh, influence or even um, mentor these, these young people, is it open to everyone or is your, is your team in place? No, mentorship is definitely open. Um, we can be contacted at info at bym.co.za, um, and all of our contact information is on our website as well, which is bym.co.za. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, um, if there are any young people listening, we would love to have you apply and come to our summit. Uh, this year it will be held from July 16th through the 20th. Um, and this year, to celebrate our 15-year anniversary, we'll actually be inviting an additional 50 alumni back to the summit, which is the first time we've ever done it. So we're quite excited about that. And um, corporate people working for corporates listening um, can definitely get in contact with us if they want to talk to our brightest young minds. Yeah, because I, I, I'd like to believe that there's a, a lot, and, and some of them are still at university studying while they, they are part of BYM, are they? Yes, they are, and uh, that's something really unique about our network is because we've been around for 15 years, we're actually starting to span two generations, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is quite cool. They can start learning from each other now. And and giving back, really, you know. Absolutely, and that's one of the reasons we want to re- really re-engage our alumni and invite 50 of them back to the summit um, is to really establish these mentorship connections within the network. It sounds like you, word of mouth has gone round, but apart from, and I know people can go to your website, but what other ways do you market yourselves to attract these young people? Yeah, well, last year we were fortunate enough to be on um, quite a few television programs, and uh, universities advertised for us, um, Student Village, um, a lot of online communities, um, like there's a tech group in Cape Town that advertises for us as well, and um, things like Golden Key. Uh, we really look in places where we're going to find the top achievers and people who have a lot of initiative. Mm. So if somebody has an idea and they're not within the age 20 and 32 and live in a community and think they may be able to take the problem to BYM for the young people to to, to try and, and, and solve or, or, or find a solution for. Are you open to that? We would love that. Um, I think the the more community input is is better, um, and we actually design the challenges that we give to the delegates, so mm. we would be happy to, to have some suggestions before we do that. So you, you give them kind of training and startup methodologies and, and networking. That's your, really your strength. 
Absolutely. And, and I would also say connecting them because we think that uh, we're not actually the ones really endowing them with a lot of skills, but the most magic happens when they meet each other because a lot of them for a long time have been the one person in their community crazy enough to think they can change the world, and suddenly mm-hmm. there are 99 other people just like them, um, and there's something really magical that happens. What drives you, Madeline? Um, I think especially my generation, we feel kind of an obligation to do what we can to make things better. Um, and I, I studied development economics, mm-hmm. and I moved here and was learning too much to leave, and this position um, was really interesting for me, and I feel comfortable in it because I'm not the one actually supplying the answers. I'm just creating the space mm-hmm. um, for people who really understand the problems to be able to come up with a solution. And what's your ideal community? What's your ideal world? Uh, man... I think we have so far to go, um, but my ideal world is uh, where everybody has a fair shot, and if you work hard, you can make it. I wish you, I wish you that dream to come true. Well, 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 Madeline, thank you so much for talking to us. It is, uh, we'll, we'll give out your 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 website, and anyone who's the ages twenty to thirty two can contact you, and you work throughout the continent. So that means you you attract people also from different parts of South Africa. Yes, absolutely. And working with um, Barclays Africa, uh, we'll be hopefully moving into their top five countries soon as well, kind of using their footprint as a launch pad. So would a 20-year-old have to move if they – where are you based? We're based in Johannesburg. Mm -hmm. And so you actually just come to the summit for five days. That's the only physical thing you have to be at. And then from that, um, our our network is quite virtual except for the events that we have around South Africa. And maybe if we get more alumni from other parts of the continent as well, we will have events there too. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much for your time, Madeline. All the best. Thank you for your time, Shadow. You take care. Bye. Bye bye. That's www.bym.co.za. Get hold of them. They are on, you may send them mail info at bym.co.za if you're between 20 and 32. And we talk to them now. The summit is in July, but I think you must be able to prepare yourself and know that you want to, to go there. Find out the things you need to do right now uh, to participate. And yes, you are the leader we want in that community that you live in. Don't look to anyone else. You become the leader and you find solutions for your communities if you're a young person. When we come back, we'll also tell you how to create your own job as a young person after this. Bafana Bafana will be no pushovers as they square up against the Black Stars on the 27th of January 2050 on your favorite radio station and in your home of football, SABC One. Catch this action live from Estadio Dumongo with kickoff at 8 p.m. SABC Sport, bringing Equatorial Guinea closer to you. Now aging doesn't mean getting old. With Gotha Regen Skin Cream, it not only reduces the appearance of lines and wrinkles, but also penetrates deep into the tissues to allow the skin to repair itself. Skin not only looks and feels younger, it becomes younger. Gotha Health, dedicated to healing. Go to gotha.co.za and see for yourself. Gotha Health Products, available at pharmacies and health shops. 
On the 20th of January, catch the opening Group D matches with Cote d'Ivoire take on Guinea at 6 p.m. and Cameroon tackle Mali at 9 p.m. The next Group D encounters on the 24th of January says Cote d'Ivoire versus Mali at 6 p.m. and Cameroon versus Guinea at 9 p.m. Finally, to wrap up action in this group on the 28th of January, Cameroon plays Cote d'Ivoire and Guinea battles Mali with both matches kicking off at 8 p.m. SABC Sport bringing Afcon 2015 Equatorial Guinea. Closer to you. For interviews and analysis that move markets, politicians, and the nation, listen to SAFM Current Affairs. This is where we have to wrap it up. Cosas? We are strongly against the publication of metric results. And the Bill of Rights is clear that if you want your private information to be seen by the world, you must share it with the world. Newspapers benefit in the long term because you have a culture of reading. Without people reading newspapers, then newspapers won't survive. Much as the newspapers make money, it's good for society to read. Unfortunately, we're out of time. I'm going to end with this tweet from Perry Rakoma who says, Congrats to all the matriculants who made it. I also support those who didn't make it to persevere. Their time will come to shine. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Otherwise, on SAFM. Very excited to be talking to Jackie Cowell, the CEO of Media Works. Uh, and Jackie is an expert on adult education and training and has had the opportunity to, to be part of many projects and committees that focus on the improvement of education outcomes. Jackie, thank you for joining us. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Hi, Jackie. We all ears about youth creating their own jobs. You know, when I when I saw that we're talking to you about this, I thought, oh my goodness, that's exactly what we need. How possible is it for our young people to create their own jobs? Well, I think it's inc- it's highly possible if you consider that South Africa has such a huge informal economy anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of trying to formalize. I mean, we've got hawkers, buzzer shops, taxi drivers. All of these people are part of the informal economy who are honestly self-employed and essentially entrepreneurs. Do you know, the the biggest thing I hear uh, when I talk to young people, uh, they, they seem to be stuck at a point where they have an idea, then they think, oh, I must get a loan or I must write a good business plan first and get it approved and register the company name. Is that all a waste of time before we even get to just being part of that informal economy that you talk about? Look, you've got to get there ultimately, but to use to go about it that way just really presents more barriers than opportunities. Mm. I would encourage, and just as, and I'm talking from experience here, and I always say Touchwood God has been very good to myself and media work. But when I was one of the founding members of MediaWorks 19 years ago, mm. we really did not have funders. We didn't have a, a business plan as such. We had an idea. We had passion. And especially I was young then, <laughs> not so young anymore. <laughs> but why I mention that is to say that I had not much to lose. If it didn't work out, you know, you, you know I didn't have children. I had to pay for schooling and responsibilities like a bond, mm-hmm. stuff like that, which are huge limitations now because as you get older, it's so much more difficult to take those risks because there's so many other financial commitments you've got to meet mm-hmm. every month. Mm-hmm. So we started, and we were fortunate, as I said. God was good to us. It worked out. And as you grow your business or your concept, so you realize you need to get a formal business plan. You need more funding. 
And obviously people are far more apt to funding projects that already have some measure of success. Mm, mm. So it makes it easier. But what language should we be speaking to these young people? It's, especially, we've got so many graduates, you know, oh, let know. alone those that have failed matric and are, are not getting anywhere. But we've got kids that have left university that are not getting jobs. And and why? What are we saying to them? Are we speaking the right language to them during high school, for instance? Because you know, high school is where we're preparing them either for the job market, or we should be job market or university. Also, the study is look. Graduates are three times more likely to start their own business and be self-employed. And I do agree with you. I think right from schooling, we need to change this whole concept, this mantra of study hard so that one day you can find a good job, Mm. really needs to be replaced with study hard so you can create your own job. We need to understand that financial security does not lie in in employment in a company or the state. Mm. Financial security lies with with yourself, working for yourself, creating your own financial stability. And I think where we sit right now, that's what needs to happen because there's nobody that's going to employ all the people that are unemployed at the moment. So we need Absolutely. to find new ways of, of, of creating money and, 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 of course, feeding the, the economy of the country. So where do they start? You start in the informal economy, in your backyard, just as I did, in my basement, to be honest, and you, you start making a go of your idea, your passion. And I always believe success follows passion. But as you say, if, if every one person could look after themselves and just take two other people on. If there were a million people, that means we would have three million people off the unemployment figures, off social grounds. Mm. Can you imagine what that would Mm. do, the effect that would have for our economy and our society at large? Mm. So I I really encourage people to say, well, if you've got this idea, try it. Even if it's not going to support you completely and wholly initially, but if it starts, something small, it can generate into something more successful and larger. So selling vegetables, buying sweets to sell sweets, that that teaches you the the kind of business. But do you not need a permit or anything for those kinds of uh, informal jobs that you talk about? I would imagine, okay, now I speak on a correction. I would imagine ultimately you need a hawker's license or or something Mm -hmm. along those lines. But I also know for a fact that it's not possible to police the whole informal economy. Mm, so mm. you might as well start <laughs> and then go. As soon as you start legitimizing yourself, you can get licensed and and pray you and don't get you go, don't get caught or arrested somewhere. Yeah, for doing that's the wrong true. thing. Yeah, no, that's the truth. But, but yeah, you, know, you can you can be doing hairdressing. Mm. You can be doing a shuttle service. There's so many. Now I look at and it just. I read now yesterday in the newspaper, there's this, he's called the traffic cop teacher. I don't know if you read the article. No. He's this, he's a, instead of begging, he stands outside this robot of traffic light and he charges you one rand a day to learn a new Zulu word. <laughs> really? And he teaches you the word, the, the word this day, yesterday was funda. <laughs> And then if you want, he will come to your window and he will pronounce it for you and you can say it back after him. And he asks you for one rand. Oh, that is so amazing. So can you imagine if you're in traffic and you stop at that traffic light every day on your way to work or back? I would happily pay the man five rand in advance to say, okay, by the end of the week, I want five new words. Wow. 
Now, well, that's small, and you know, that's very creative. It's very entrepreneurial. I've always said that instead of people begging, if they offered a service, then I would also definitely give money, you know. Um, but, you know, it's just so difficult to get people to, I suppose you don't even have enough time at the traffic lights, but there are other things you can do. Uh, offer, offer, offer to buy me coffee or, or whatever it is. Anyway, I'm going to ask you to please stay on the line, Jackie. Yes. Um, we're going to take news headlines with, uh, with, with Otilia Sako. Otherwise, on SAFM. My guest is Jackie Carroll, the CEO of Media Works, and we're talking about how young people may create their own jobs. Jackie, let's, let's talk about school again and education because, yes. you know, you say um, we used to have vocational schools when I grew up, uh, which, which don't exist anymore. Would that help to, to – and what can we do at schools, existing schools, to teach vocational subjects? I, th- I think that is one of the major reasons why we are facing such a high youth unemployment rate at the moment is because we're churning out these children that are not equipped to be trained further mm. or employed further in something where they can gainfully employ themselves. So the problem is really, it comes back to, the, I mean, in my day, and I'm really going back to 1912, <laughs> we had, uh, it was career, I was a guidance teacher. Ah. And I, I had matrix, and I would sit with these kids, and they'd come to me, and it was still the days when you could have standard grade subjects. They would have six subjects, four of them on standard grade, and they're academic subjects. And now they would like to know why they can't get into any university or something like that. Hmm. But it's because there's a total mismatch of expertise and expectations, as well as understanding what the market requires. So I know that going forward, our government is really, really spending a lot on vocational guidance, trying to get people to understand from the start what their subject requirements are for potential careers. And I know it's also true to say that what you think you want to be one day is often very different from what you end up being. Yes. But surely the, the importance is to try and channel our children from an early age in the direction of where their talents are. If that means we need to start, and and I know South Africans, we hate this word testing, but I don't mean testing to say someone's got a pass or a fail. I'm saying aptitude. See Mm. where people have a natural affinity, Mm. a natural interest. Maybe we need to start that much earlier on, and people can start channeling their, their subject choices, their career options much earlier on. Now, with young people sitting in, in the communities and in the townships or wherever they are at the moment, isn't it an opportune time for, for, for somebody to go in there and do that, that kind of testing that you talk about, check their aptitude, and just give advice? Does MediaWorks uh, have a program like that that they can do, or can MediaWorks, with all the contacts that you have, uh, find ways of identifying them within their communities? Well, we are currently involved with the most incredible project, and I know I'm not here to speak on behalf of... No, please do tell us. <laughs> um, but with respect to Harambee, I don't want to do them any injustice. You know, there's so much wrong in this country, and daily we hear about everything that's wrong, and it's very seldom we hear about the really good stuff that's mm. going on. Mm. Now, Harambee is one of those projects. The word Harambee actually means bridge. 
And what it is is an incubator for unemployed youth to accelerate them into the workplace. Okay. So they don't just train people. They only they, they train people and they find them jobs. Okay. Anything from call center to um, fast food, all your Burger King employees mm-hmm. replaced mm-hmm. by Harambe. And that's what they do. They go into your communities where you've got unemployed youth and they assess them. They find out what their gaps are. Mm-hmm. We stop fill the gaps. We do training programs and bridging programs that fill those gaps. And then those people are tested to see where their natural affinity is. Is it call center? Is it behind the counter? Is it dealing with customers face-to-face? What, you know, what is their interest and what are their abilities? And they're placed in jobs. Today, mm-hmm. they have placed over the last three years 10,000 unemployed wow. youth into employment. Wow. I mean, isn't that just phenomenal? That is, absolutely. So um, Harambe needs to be supported somehow. Totally. And Harambe is, but it's never enough. And I'm not saying that because I'm trying to hold the begging bowl out for them. <laughs> but for every 10,000 that have been placed in employment, there's still 100,000. Do you know how we, we have the same opportunity? Do you know how we could find Harambe? Certainly, um, www.harambe.com. H A R A M. H A R A M. B E. B E E. B E E. Yes. Harambe. Harambe. Dot co. Dot za. Yes. Now they have got funding initially from the Yellowwood Foundation, well, group of companies. But they've also received funding now from quite a few other external funders. But more importantly, and why I'm saying this, and please, I'm not here waving a flag unnecessarily. Stop apologizing. They deserve it. <laughs> no, they totally deserve it. But the jobs, the, the jobs fund is also given Harambe money. So, so us taxpayers have contributed as well, which is fabulous. Because mm. when you, what you need to understand is once you've taken one person, and transform them into a successful employed or self-sufficient individual. That has such a ripple effect on the community at large. Mm, mm. You, you can't believe how, uh, we always said when we ran our first project, it reminded me of idols. You'd get all these raw potential mm, rough diamonds, mm. and once they've been through the system, they sparkle. You do not recognize who's come through the system and out again. Now, tell us, tell us about MediaWorks. What actually do you do? Well, our, our main line of business is with adult education where we teach people initially, and this is what it was, quite honestly, and 19 years ago when we started, it was teaching people basic math and English skills because mm-hmm. they'd either had very little or no schooling. Okay. And I must tell you, our average learner then was aged between 40 and 50, and he was male. Okay. Nowadays... Our average age learner is in their 20s. There's mm-hmm. an even balance between male and female, which is great because more women are, are coming forward into the, the marketplace. Mm-hmm. But what's very sad is that the level of they so young, yet we're not teaching basic maths and English. It's at a higher level. So what we are seeing is that people have definitely had more exposure to education, mm-hmm. but it's come at the cost of quality. So we've got people out there, and they just can't translate into further occupational training and things like that, and we fill that gap. So obviously your company's grown, and your your age group has grown because that gap is, is bigger than it was. Ever before, yes. But do you still t- teach maths and English, just those yes, two? Yes, we do. Just no, those no, two. No, we do. We do the full, what we call the GETC, or General Education and Training Certificate, mm-hmm. which is your full 120 credits. But 
honestly, the biggest need is always with language and math because that's what we call your fundamentals, mm-hmm. and you need them to engage with further learning. You can't do math unless you're literate. And you can't do science unless you can do math. Mm. So that's sort of the foundation to all further learning. What's this maths and science? I mean, are we, when is enough enough? I mean, I think we need to start, and this is why maybe we stuck where we are with so many people who are unemployed because we've concentrated on maths and science. And not everybody will be good at maths and science. So that means those people don't get into the job market. No, they don't. But the problem is we've neglected it for so long that we play in catch-up. And uh, I, I know for a fact that half of the reasons why Eskin hasn't done maintenance, just for example, is because we haven't had the skilled people to do it. We haven't had those kind of skills because we've neglected them as, as a whole for so many years. Now the focus is back there, but we've got to pay, play a lot of catch-up. Hmm. So, so we still need lots of maths and science. Uh, we really do. I, I okay. totally agree with you. Not every person can be a mathematician or a scientist, but there are so many professions that require math, and we're just not turning out the level. We're turning out people doing math, but not at the competency required. And mm-hmm. we come back to that whole argument again of, is 33% competent? No, it's not. Okay, so let's go back to creating jobs. Just give us a fool's guide. What should we do if a young man or woman is listening out there and they really want to create their own job? What should they be doing right now as we speak? Well, I this is the Jackie Carroll do-it-yourself step. The development corporation or anything. So the Jackie Carroll do-it-yourself, help-yourself guide. Step number one would be admit and acknowledge that you are capable. Okay. And I really, really mean that. First and foremost, believe in yourself, because if you don't believe in yourself, no one's going to believe in you. Okay. So, and, we're, and we're so good at telling ourselves how useless we are, and actually we're not. So believe in yourself. Number two, find something that you love doing, that you're passionate about, whether it's hairdressing, whether it's childcare, and you can look after two little babies at home, or whatever the story is. Find something that you enjoy doing. That's not just a job for you, but you, you, you're quite happy to spend time doing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And once you've decided that, okay, I can do this, and number two, this is what I think I want to do, then make it happen. Do it. Just small steps. Don't now go and set up a marketing campaign and offer to look <laughs> after the whole neighborhood baby. Fine. What do we, what do we say? Low, low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if that's your option, Okay, I know I can speak to so-and-so and so-and-so. They would trust me with their children. And once I can show that I can do this and I build up a little bit of a track record, it's so much easier to approach the next person, whatever it is, whether it's hairstyling. I love the fact that you, you talk about the low-hanging fruit because people have ideas, but they're, they're just too big and insurmountable. They just become this huge thing. Um, That's area. Yes, totally. Yeah, because, you know, they start doing logos and... and, and business cards and all of that, which really is is what you should do at a much later stage, right? Well, I love watching this, um, that entrepreneur show. We've got it in South Africa. I'm trying to remember the name. We, we come in with your good ideas to see if you can find an investor. Ah, okay. And I'm trying, sorry, I can't think of the name now. But every time they interrogate these people to say, okay, well, I like your idea and I like your plan. What are you going to do with my money? Oh, uh, well, I was thinking maybe I should start marketing. <laughs> and 
99% of the time they don't get the money because they're operating the wrong way around. You don't go and market first. Mm. You've got to have your idea and show that it starts working. Mm-hmm. Okay, so admit that you're capable, believe in yourself, find what you love doing, what you're passionate about, and start small, baby steps. And, and everybody will, exactly that. And people, success attracts success. It's a universe, it's a universe thing. I've honestly found that. What about people that will tell you, ah, oh, it's not going to work, or it's, you know... You get them all the time. It's the same kind. Of, it's the same people that tell you you can never swim. You'll never learn to ride the bicycle until you get into the water, or until you get on the bike, and then they get quiet. They quiet. But if you believe you can do it, you can do it. There's nothing to stop you. Mm-hmm. I saw a, a young man who got an award from Kailicha. He started selling computers and fixing them from the boot of his car. Now he runs centers across the country. And, and that's yes. That, that is such a great story. I mean, I was so inspired when I saw that. It just shows that with tenacity and, and the will to do and loving what you do, I, I think will get you there. Well, there's very few, well, not very few. I don't know of any entrepreneur who just managed to to start a billion-dollar business in the first week. Yeah. It's all started small. Look at Mark Shuttleworth. Mm. We all start small and... and and you grow it from there. Fantastic. Well, Jackie, um, Media Works, you there. We'll give you your website. And hopefully young people who need a bit more inspiration will be talking to you. Oh, with pleasure. I'm very passionate about what I do. I really am. And the one thing we as South Africans have really got is talent. We do. We are so gifted. No, we really, really, really do. And I said that, that traffic light teacher, what a brilliant idea. Oh. <laughs> Only in South Africa. Only, Only in, South, in Africa. South Africa, exactly. Well, thank you so much, and I hope we get more uh, uh, adults coming to learn your English and and um, and math. And where do you teach that from? Is it well, online? They can get hold of us online, and there are opportunities here. So, if I can just say a little thing, it's www.mediaworks.co.za. Yes, and you are in Johannesburg. We're nationally based. Um, the head office is here in Joburg. Fantastic. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you for your time. Thanks for the opportunity. Bye-bye. You take care. Bye-bye. That's Jackie Carroll, the CEO of MediaWorks, and it is mediaworks.co.za, based in Johannesburg head office, but you can reach them. So if you are wanting to start your create your own business and need uh, some pointers, Jackie is, seems to be the go-to girl, especially if you're a young person trying to find a job. It's time to create your own. We'll take a bit of music now by the Fugees. Drumming my pain with his fingers Singing my life with his words Killing me softly with his song Killing me softly with his song Telling my whole life with his words Killing me softly with his song. Uh, yo, this is yeah. my clef, refuge. Uh, yeah. uh, well. Little baby sitting up here on the base. Yeah. 
While I'm on this road, I got my girl L. One time, one time. Hey yo, L, you know you got the lyrics. I heard he sang a good song. I heard he had a style. And so I came to see him and listen for a while. And there he was, his young wife, stranger to
everybody got a breaking point, kid, and they'll rat on you. The family doesn't get rat on you. That's why we got to be prepared. <laughs> the Fugees, now that we're talking to young people, I thought a young song will do as well. You know, Jackie earlier, Jackie Carroll talked to us about the Zulu lessons that you can learn on. It's in today's times, actually. His name is Moses Villapi from Soweto, who gives Zulu lessons at intersections in Johannesburg. And he makes up to about 200 rand a day and sleeps under a bridge. But he's got a lovely little blackboard, and he calls himself the traffic vehicle teacher. Zulu words translation, and the, on, the, on his board now, he's got rabbit unokwacha and bird inyoni. I think that's one great way of making money and, and in, in, a, in a very, very decent way. Um, <laughs> it's in the times today.